Okay, so this is uh, something new that we're doing. Uh, welcome to the show. Hopefully our music and everything played. Who knows? Um, we are uh, going to a baseball game tonight, so we're, we're starting the show early, and we're going to upload it for you guys to listen to hours from now. So hopefully you're listening to something. If not, it's Sean's fault. I'm normally the one to get blamed anyway, so... I like that. That's, that's why you're here. Is that the job of being a sidekick? I, I, you know what? So I can get kicked and blamed for everything. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> but I have to kick you with a sidekick. You know, not, not you know, like a roundhouse kick kind of thing. But you not can't a, kick me. A straightforward kick. You can't kick me today because I look good because I... Well, you're a sexy anymore. beast. Uh, you know, anymore. he, 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 he has had a tie. He had, had his leash on. I had my, my, my man... Conform to the man suit on today. I don't even. Do I even own a tie? Yeah. I own a tie. I bought four of them this past weekend. Really? Just to have a collection of them. Ooh. One. Ooh, for for tying up things. Yep. My wife's in the room. I'm not going to answer that question because she'll oh. throw something in my hand. <laughs> well, that explains all those dents. So, all right. So tonight's show, if you're hearing it, it's going to be about um, old timey ghost hunters. Oh, from back in the day when we used to hunt and with rocks and twigs. Wasn't that the way you started out? With rocks and twigs. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'd write in them. Used to, used used to talk into the rocks. dousing rods? Well, people still use that. <coughs> anyway, moving on. So, yeah, I, I mean, there have been people that have been hunting ghosts since the uh, late 1800s that we're aware of. I mean, I'm sure... Are you know, are are now the Egyptians okay? Well, get over here. <laughs> you know, come on, talking to the you know. Then we have this jury rig microphone because our other one shot down. I'm gonna be surprised if anyone hears this at all. Well, we're just so gonna have to wait here, and see. So, yeah, it says here though, although activities that could be described as ghost hunting can be found back far back as 50 BC. When the philosopher, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Athenodorus, investigated What's chain his rattling ghost in ancient Athens. And it says, well, what we recognize, which you're right, as ghost hunting really began with the appearance of spiritualism in the mid-1800s. Well, I mean, usually right. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, and uh, people that have listened to this show before, they know what I'm going to say next. One of the first ghost hunters was Houdini. He was the one that was trying to find out if there was life after death. He would, you know, and we know this because my grandmother used to work for him. If you go to the Houdini Museum, you'd actually um, find uh, a whole section devoted to her where she would pose as a widow, go into a, a medium, uh, and expose them. You know, they, they have wires moving this. They have rods in the table that make it rock when she hits a, a pedal, blah, 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 blah. Go and tell you know. Go and tell him what they found. Uh, he would go in with his entourage of newspaper writers and uh, expose them. You know, but he'd also given a code word to his wife. Now this is kind of a famous deal that when he died, that you know there would be a way that she would know he was actually trying to get you know news to her because of a phrase only they both knew. So that was basically the uh, start of the safe word. <laughs> yeah, you're a sick puck. Okay, you know. Well, right. we were just casting tying people up earlier, so I don't. I don't okay, know. well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, along the lines of uh, kind of what Houdini did, he went in and 
try to basically debunk <coughs> what these uh, so-called mediums were doing. Yeah. Um, I know most people out there that are into the paranormal have probably seen the, uh, oh God, I'm going to forget the name now. What is that movie that I really like? Haunting in Connecticut? Yeah. Didn't, didn't that the one we watched up at the uh, um, Oregon Cave Chateau? I don't remember. I think we did. Well, but there was the uh, the ectoplasm picture. Yeah. Remember the, yeah. that was in there? Yeah. That was something I was reading up on leading up to this because obviously I didn't know a lot about it just based off of what I had seen from that movie, which I was not a fan of. Yeah. Um, that was a, uh, a phrase coined by Charles Richard in 1894. And basically... What he claimed was to be able to photograph ectoplasm leaving a medium or psychic. Oh, that was in that movie too, yeah. Channeling uh, a spirit. And this was one of those things, like you were saying, the whole debunk. Yeah. Most of the time it was literally just. Well, that was also the beginning of photography. And them learning how to actually manipulate photos, so they were able to do a lot of different things with double exposures and all kinds of different things there, that uh, people debunked later. They, um, I, I also want to say that you know, Houdini wasn't the only magician that was uh, part of ghost hunting. It was Harry Price in the twenties uh, and thirties. Uh, he was a, ma- a magician and amateur archaeologist. Uh, he was president and founder of the uh, Ghost Club. Uh, Nash and National Laboratory of uh, um, Oh, Mac doesn't know yeah. a word. Well, I mean, I, I, it's so close to many psychical? others. Psychical. Yeah, see, it didn't sound right. Psychical? Yeah, psychical. psychical research in London. Price is seen by some as a pioneer in the methodical study of hauntings and by others as a pol- publicity sinking, uh, seeking paper bag salesman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but when my you goodness. think about it, these are, these are the times where they didn't have the use of electronic devices to do things scientifically like we do. Yeah. So they were coming up with all different <coughs> types of things to try to figure out how do we communicate with the dead? Well, they would have – one of the things that they did predominantly back in that time is, you know, when, when we are ghost hunting and we sit around with our EVP in a dark room, all of us, what they used to do is do the same thing and hold hands and call it a seance. That was their EVP when you had a medium talking for the room. Same thing as the ghost hunters do now, only they didn't go from room to room. They just basically had one big seance. Uh, then, you know, the, the next big change in, in ghost hunting was the 60s and 70s, um, which were uh, Peter Underwood in uh, Great Britain and uh, Hans Hollister. But they wrote multiple books on the paranormal. And at that point in time, they did have you know, basically, what time some, um, that was the 60s and 70s. Yeah, they, they did have, uh, like, recordings, and, and they could record, and they could do different things like that. That was that old school reel-to-reel deck where you literally oh, had three goodness. people carrying that thing around. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you have uh, the uh, couple, um, Wardens? The Warrens. Warrens. Warrens, Ed yeah. They, uh, they were, you know, they were their own team, though. They were just, you know, a uh, man and wife, 
you know, going out and doing different things. But They're quite with, famous. Annabelle was one of their biggest things. And even with them, the doll, the way that they were, they were able to take electronics, like, like let's say a, a Gary Galka, who, yeah. who's the inventor of the spirit box. Uh huh. Um, they took equipment that they had use of and manipulated it in such to where they could use it for ghost hunting, like the first ever. Uh, motion sensor photography yeah that that was something that they invented yeah and that they would set up cameras around a house Mm -hmm. and then you would see them randomly flash off because it detected something in front of the (coughs) lens which is kind of cool i remember now i i started ghost hunting before you know ghost hunters and taps all that uh and i used to do it by myself i had a polaroid camera and i had a cassette recorder that was it you know there there was nothing else and like I said, up until the electronic age, people had to go off of, like you said, mm-hmm. these seances. Of course, that's where the yeah. Ouija board got its fame. It yeah. was released in 1890, and you know everybody jumped on board with that. And unfortunately, yeah. we jumped on board so hard that it won't go away. No, they're still selling it. As a matter of fact, Aaron just got um, a, uh, a, a Ouija board from, uh, like, what was it, the 60s? Is it one of the old so school one like the wood old ones? ones? One of the old school ones. Is it yeah. wood? Or is I have it no like idea. It's usually got a sticker over the top. Yeah, oh, okay. but it's it's still an older well, one. Well, like I we, told you guys, we it's were, not pink. We walked into a Toys R Us oh, and saw God. a pink Ouija board. I mean, that is. Yeah, it's bad, you know, but, they don't care what they do to our children. I mean, I'm surprised that Ouija board wasn't lead. You know, and, and it's like you really want to talk to a spirit, lick here. And you know what? Kids would have done it. Oh, so. <laughs> well, you know, that would have been me. You know. But if just, a toy told me to do it, then obviously it had to be correct. You know? It's a toy. But think about just the advancements in the equipment that we use today. Yeah, I mean, well, we, I liked our ghost news. hunting teams today have some of the best equipment yeah. you could possibly think of. And they have everything. Yeah. I mean, they have equipment that detects sound. They have equipment that detects motion. They have yeah. equipment that detects uh, seismic vibration. Yeah, the thermal I mean, imaging. I mean, one of the things that I like the best of our new array of, of tools is the laser. The laser the grid. grid. Yeah, that thing is amazing. You know, it, it's like when you, when you can have an entity... Uh, be seen by disrupting and, and moving the uh, grid, it's it's just amazeballs. Well, and, and even, like, look at the technology that they use now with, like, the um, like the Xbox 360 uh-huh. mapping. Uh-huh. They've actually adapted that to ghost hunt with it. Mm-hmm. And it will map in a person that we can't physically see with our eyes. Cool. I mean, that's where the technology has gone from, like, huge... You joked about sticks and rocks yeah. all the way to these high-tech pieces of equipment that are that cost. I mean, you've seen the cost of some of these devices. Well, I've been looking at dollars. the thermal uh, imaging, where that's the next uh, piece of equipment that we're going to pick up. And uh, um, I'm not quite fond of the idea of the, uh, the add-on to the smartphone. I think when we get a thermal imager, it'll be an actual thermal imager, not a piece of software that goes through your phone. I'm not quite sure. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and the thing that they want too much for that, for it to 
you know, I, I think it, it, it I don't know, I, the, I'm still researching it. Think about the advancement in just thermal technology as it is. Yeah. Remember back when thermal imaging first came out? Yeah. It was a huge device. Yeah. Huge. I mean, now it's handheld, like one of those little thermometers. Military were the only ones, basically. Military and yeah. law enforcement. The first time and I ever saw... The first time I ever saw a thermal imager was at the police department. They literally had to have that thing bolted to one of the cars because ah. it was so big. I mean, that's that's what it was. And now, like you said, you've got these little compact recorders that are about the same size as a smartphone. Yeah. And, I mean, it's just uh, incredible. Well, there are the ones I'm looking at. You know, we have our thermometer that is a gun shape. Yep. And it has a tiny little display where you see the uh, temperature come across. Um the uh, thermal thermal imagers that I'm looking at are not a lot bigger than that. That the display is like uh, 160 by 160 uh, pixels, which is you know relatively small. But I mean, you still get a good idea. Um, there are some that are bigger than that, but you're talking thousands of dollars. Uh, it, it gets up there. I mean, the now price. I mean the 60 by uh, the 160 by 160 is 500. You know that I found. Well, just think about it. Ten years that the team has been formed, we went from using EVP recorders with a little mini cassette. Oh my goodness, huh? Which was an absolute. I know Christy is just over there, just <laughs> hating it. Was a pain yeah. to get transferred onto a hard drive of a computer. Yeah. And the same thing with our night vision cameras. Yeah. We were still using the old cassettes. Yeah. And and they were like twenty dollars a piece to buy those things. Twenty for like a set of two, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And now we have the equipment to where it has it stores well, everything on the micro SD card, which is a lot more than the cassette. So were. just think about it. In, in ten years ago, they had that equipment, but most teams couldn't afford that. Yeah. You know, now look at how far it's advanced. I mean, how many cameras do we have now? How many video cameras? I think was was an eight. eight. Even even if we well, I bought another one of those little ones too. I, I got one more, so I actually have two of those. Because they were so, so, what, 10? <laughs> so well done. I mean, they're so well done. And there's one more that I want to get um, for, it's like a GoPro, only it's night vision. And uh, I have ordered another um, IR illuminator. Like, it's like a flashlight. And only I know you're a big fan of the, the new EVP recorder. Oh, I love that thing. I that mean, thing was the, so crisp. I mean, it was so... The sound is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And like I said, you just, you take... What we used to use, oh, like I yeah. said, ten years ago, those little mini cassettes. Yeah. Listen to the sound quality. I mean, this new EVP recorder, it gets rid of background noise for you. Yeah, we used yeah. to have to go in and clean it up, and oh. it, you know these. It, it, it's it's amazing, and I, I know I want to get another one of those too. I can't yeah. speak far back because I've only been doing it for the ten years, but I can just imagine like. What you were saying, a handheld oh, oh, cassette I mean, player. Oh my goodness, the stuff that I, I could take in a pack, uh, like our, our little, um, um, the little, the EMF pump and the EMF uh, detectors, those that we have, put all those in the bag, put in that, that um, IR uh, our illuminator, the, uh, put in the uh, cam a couple cameras, and that uh, EVP, and that's still less weight than what I used to carry around with the, the Polaroid camera and that giant big box. I mean, I, I can I can feel 
the box. It was this big. It had the fake wood, uh, you know, sticker on it, and then had all the buttons on the one edge, and then you had your handle right by the buttons that came off, and it was about five pounds. You know, maybe, know, maybe three or four pounds. But it was, I know it was, a Polaroid camera is not small. No, no. And now everything that we have now is probably three pounds, and you have so much more equipment. I mean, I would be a one-man disaster if I had all that stuff back in the day, man. You know? But it, it's just it's crazy to think because it just keeps advancing. Because oh, yeah. this field is so popular still yeah. to today, the equipment just keeps getting more and more advanced. Well, and there's a lot of things out there that, that they have – they have created that, uh, like some of the cameras that we have are were not made for ghost hunting. No. They were made for dash cams. You know, these are some of the things that we've taken, what other people are using for one thing, and we're using them for, you know, ghost hunting. Uh, the uh, lasers, the laser grid wasn't originally for ghost hunting. We're no. just, you know, developing it for our own use. That, the, uh, um, we also have apps on tablets yep. and our phones that we can use. I mean, Christie's got one that generates white noise, you know, that's just on the phone, you know, that so, goes through a Bluetooth speaker. I mean, I remember when the, the EM pods, yeah. which, which we have now, yeah. were just simple as that, but they were yeah. bigger. Yeah. And now, as you see, we have, and we have much six more little ones. Yeah. That do just as good. Yeah. I mean, and I know <coughs> Christina's a big fan. They've even adapted it into when we use trigger objects, they have the teddy bear now. That yeah. has little EM sensors. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible Why don't we what they that? do. I, because, once again. How much is it? The teddy bear alone, I think, is like 250 Really? Can't we just make one ourselves? But think about how many times we've used a trigger object because... We went on an investigation, yeah. and the reported entity was a child. Well, one of the things that I liked with those uh, those dash, you know, cameras are those are great for setting up on a lock, you know, on a trigger object. I mean, we've done that now a few times. We did that with the residents with the uh, EM pods. Yeah. So we I mean, just this is the time now. When when and this is something I've noted, um, ghost hunting teams have dropped off. How many teams were around when we we started that are no longer around? Well, and you know, we that didn't last. We always associated the the ghost hunting craze with the TV shows. Yeah, uh-huh. we've discussed that before. Sure. Where we saw the incline of the TV shows, we saw an incline of the teams. Yeah, and now as you see the decline of the shows, you don't see as many teams out there. No, a lot of people were you know it, it's like when they watch the shows, it's like excitement, excitement, you know paying for commercial time, paying for commercial time, and not an actual real, you know, true bunch of people sitting in the dark with absolutely nothing going on for hours and hours. A lot of people realized after a period of time of ghost hunting, hey, this is boring shit, you know? And it is, until it's not. Well, and and that's the one thing, and I've told you guys this time in and time out, with the, the shows, we've done... Dozens of investigations. Oh, and yeah. how many times can we honestly say we came back with just outstanding evidence? Like Class A EVPs. And there's some shows every week. I know. It's but like, oh, look at, look at these Class A yeah. EVPs. Look at this entity. Yeah. Look at this. And I'm like. That's why I don't watch the shows. Because I've read so much about them being fabricated that why bother watch? I mean, if I'm going to watch, you know, uh, fiction, 
then I'm going to watch fiction. Okay, I'll, I'll watch, you know, Ghostbusters. I'll watch something seen, else. And I've seen some of your fiction. It's pretty bad. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, the one thing that you know, I've always wanted to do is I'm a practical joker. I always, I wanted to just really rig a room for a ghost hunting team, not our own. And just with all the different technology and stuff, you could really rock someone's world. I mean, Photoshop now, all the movies and everything that you see where it has the shadows, they're all fabricated. It's all bullshit, you know? I mean, and, and even if there was a true to life, real one, how do you prove it nowadays with Photoshop? You gotta, you gotta look for that stamp. Exactly. That you gotta look at the original and see that it hadn't been manipulated, it still had a timestamp on it. Because if you manipulate a photo or do anything else, or a, a video clip or anything, you lose the original timestamp. So there's that. Not only it's hard to see that, that on Facebook. You also lose credibility. Well, yeah, there's definitely that. But I, I have seriously wanted to develop a show called Ghostbuster Buster, where you have all these teams out there, and you have a crew that, that set up these different ghost hunting teams to a haunted house that you've already got pre-set up yep. to have haunts, you know, and, and to do different things. And then film their reactions. Like, imagine us going to... You know, we're sitting there, we, we're, we've been through this forever, and all of a sudden we have a ghost pop up as a hologram or whatever, and saying, hey, what's up? I mean, how fast would Sean get out of that room? Whew! <laughs> Yawn. Now that would be interesting TV, to actually film regular ghost hunting teams so, getting you know hit with a bunch of different, you know. I know you guys are not big on the paranormal TV shows anymore. I haven't been for. Like, uh, I ever. came across one on Destination America uh -huh. called Ghost Asylum. These are backwoods hillbilly boys from, I believe, Tennessee. I think the characters are awesome. Is Joe Dog one of them? No, Joe Dog is not. Oh, my, he's from Tennessee. He should be on it. The oh yes, it is Tennessee. The yeah. Tennessee Wreath Chasers. That is the team name. Really? So their objective. During their investigation, it's not to pee themselves. They, no, they do that. Do they? Yeah, they have a, they have a Sean on their team. Don't do worry. They? Oh yeah, uh, and he's got a funny name because he's backwards hillbilly. But Bubba, their, Bubba Joe, their whole objective on every ghost hunt is to devise a trap. <coughs> devise a trap to try to trap a ghost to take it back to their headquarters. And what? Have sex with it? Uh, well, I mean, they are hillbillies. They will see. That's the thing. They've never caught anything. You think? Their traps are horrible, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, every time How they say. The it, they don't know, obviously. You have to watch at least one episode just to understand what I'm talking about. Because, first of all. This sounds like this would be. These are seriously hillbillies. Yeah. Like, hillbilly. So, their, uh, their uh, traps are soapboxes. Propped up with a stick and a, a piece of, what, banana so they, inside? They used a cage once. A cage. And a it was cage. literally strings of hot glue with a strobe light in it. And they called it, I don't remember, it was like a parasite or something like that. Every time they say trap, though, I just expect the Ghostbusters trap to roll across yeah, the floor. Yeah. And someone to stomp on yeah, it. No. But it's, no, these... I watched are, it. The ingredients are found at the dollar store. They actually go to like antique stores to get stuff. Uh huh. Just materials. 
And then they have the two guys on the team that builds all the tracks. Really? Yeah. And what degree do they have? I don't know. Yeah. Are they engineering degree? You know, what? It's, and, and they go to big, well-named locations. I mean, I saw them investigate Schloss Fern. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? So it's... This is why we are... Uh, ghost hunting is a joke. I mean, it's not as bad as it once was, but still, this and the ghost adventures, when they're yelling at and and provoking and stuff like that. Or going along. They're showing, yeah, well, I don't do that anymore, but I used to. um, Where they're showing bad habits, bad, bad ghost hunters, bad. Yeah, please do not burn down any more plantations while you're fine. No, yeah. Let's smoke some pot. I think I see a ghost. Do not break into locations. No, always have permission. Do not damage a location. Yeah, fire bad. Fire bad. It just, it cracks me up. I mean, you would think with all the advancements that we have, if people are serious. Yeah, but advancements in technology, not in in people. Okay, we're going backwards. That movie, Idiocracy, Idiocracy. is definitely, I mean, definitely happening. You know, the intelligent people that don't want to have kids, and then you have... We're going to get another kid. We're going to get more money for this one. Well, the, the type that wait for tax season. Yeah. So they can get that extra three grand a, um, a year. Jeez. So, Wilma, what do you guys think if, like, a paranormal team of today had the tools to look at what they did in the 1800s? You mean sticks and rocks? We would be really bored on investigations worse than what we already are. I mean, part of the idea of getting new technology is to keep us from getting bored. You know, having, ooh, I mean, when we had that grid, I was like, wow. <coughs> that was amazing. I, I, anyone watch that footage yet? I did. Of the locked off? How was that? Was yeah, I need to watch that one. I'm sure Roger did too. Yeah. But yeah. When you think about it, though, I mean, going. It, Were there yeah. any strippers there that no, walked through? No, no strippers. Haunted strippers. But I think You have to know the location I'm talking about, which I'm not going to say. Yeah. But the upside of this, though, is. Back in the day, what review did you have? Um, well, there there was going through the Polaroids and listening to the cassette. What? You know? And the cassette was but horrible. Even, but I mean, you had so that, much, like, oh you know, when you first real started. feed that, you know, you, it was ridiculous. So what about when the 1800s, when they were doing these investigations? You How literally had that. There was no review. How it was, did something happen it? there or not? So that's the that downside, is they were unable to really prove anything other than just you have to take their word for it. Or and they had some of the old photography that, you know, that they manipulated. Like I said, the ectoplasm. Yeah. The ectoplasm photography. I mean, that Which is. Which was, you know. Like sm- I said. Literally smoke and mirrors. Well, That's where that term comes from, by the way. I was reading, like I said, I was reading the article, and most of it, because obviously, like you said, advancements in technology, they were oh, just yeah. learning the technology of, of photography. They would literally, because people had to sit there still, they would use cheesecloth or cotton to make this so-called ectoplasm. It wasn't like the whole Peter Venkman, I got slimed ectoplasm. I mean, this was like, like you said, smoky looking. And it would have like a little picture of a face or something like that. And then they'd film somebody through the cheesecloth. So we've definitely come a long ways. And I only see it getting more advanced. Well, I'm waiting for us to start being able to look into another dimension. You know, 
then we're going to find some shit. And there is... Another spectrum, other than, you know, the thermal imaging and whatnot that we, we already have at our disposal. Yeah. So, and as advancements come, there's still teams that are scientific like what we are, and hopefully we can advance. I mean, we all know what the end result is, yeah. to know the unknown. Yeah. Unfortunately, in 100 plus years of ghost hunting yeah. or paranormal and research, we haven't been able to do it yet. No, um, I mean, nothing that is actually concrete. Like, they haven't been a you know ghost that's a, you know, if there was a real like ghost. Said, a if, ghost that comes up and says, yeah, Hello. hey, what's happening? <laughs> or like, okay, a ghost that is actually, everyone can see, and it's on talk shows, and it's a celebrity, and it's being interviewed by multiple people. I mean. It's in his 80s sweatsuit running down yeah. the road. <clears throat> I mean, they do all kinds of things. And it's. Of, of passing lines through it. And, have you seen you know. Elvis? And how is he doing? Yeah. Uh, so. Well, we got about, what, a minute left? Or, or so. Yeah. And then but we don't know how this is going to work. When we think about tools in the past that have been that could be detrimental now. Ouija board. Right. And they do Not good. The only thing that I would say, most of the tools that are open to human interpretation or human manipulation, what do you have? The people that do the scrying or people that do the table tipping or the Ouija board. Yeah. I mean, you have yeah, we didn't really touch base on that, you know, automatic writing or any of that yeah, other you stuff. Because those were sure. other tools they used. Yeah, and you got to make sure that, you know, obviously the person that's doing it can manipulate that any way they want to. Of course. Someone could be doing automatic writing and just all of a sudden say, well, this is boring. I'm going to start writing things. And that's kind of what we touch base on with the, the changing of the, you know, photographs and yeah. stuff like that. There is, it's still open for manipulation. It's just a hell of a lot harder. For some people. I, I don't know Photoshop. No, no, no. Photoshop is easy. I mean, it, it, it's, it, now you could, I mean, look what I've done with Photoshop. Yeah. I mean, our posters that we do. I mean, right at our screen, we've got, I've got us as Ghostbusters. You know, so, I mean, it, it's, you know, very easy. But there are, like I said, having the original photo has a timestamp that's embedded in it and and that you don't see it it's part of the properties that you have to go in and and open up and see and the minute that you change anything on that that goes away yeah and i think like what christy was touching on is that there's definitely more credibility i think now because of the fact that we can't manipulate things well, that as is, much that as yeah. well because when you're sitting in a dark room full of people and you don't have night vision cameras Anyone could be sitting there going, what was that? And nobody's going to know because you yeah, can't see them. We've so never had that happen, though. Of course, but yeah. with the night shot cameras now, if you see your team member reach over and start rapping on something. Well, they're not your team member going forward, right. that's for sure. But at least <laughs> yeah. you know that someone's trying to manipulate yeah. what you're trying to do. Or like when we were at the uh, old uh, um, OIT. Oh, and yeah. the rocks got thrown. Why do we have to always bring that up? <laughs> well, I wasn't, you know, alluding to you bolting, you know. Oh, you, know, you weren't? Running over, uh, mm -hmm. and in, you know, I think maybe that's why Richard, Rich, Rich Tard's still, you know, brain dead. I think his, he started making a turn for the worst after that, didn't he? It's your fault. And I take pride in what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody has to. All right, well, that's the show for tonight. Uh, hopefully, you know, you hear our music going out and uh, you heard our intro. I don't know how that's going to work. It's the first time we've pre-recorded a show. So this is exciting. I hope it works. If not, enjoy the dead air. If not, blame me. 
No, of course. It goes without saying. All right, well, we're all good. See ya. <laughs>